0: our Lord from 2 Kings chapter 2. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he said, Yes, I know it, keep quiet. Elisha said to him, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives, when they had crossed elijah said to elisha ask what i shall do for you before i am taken from you and elisha said please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me and he said you have asked a hard thing yet if you see me as i am being taken from you it shall be so for you but if you do not see me it shall not be so and as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks, the gospel to Saint Mark the ninth chapter. after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses. They were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord.
1: In the name of our lord jesus amen today we heard the beautiful transfiguration gospel jesus on the mountain talking with elijah and with moses and the cloud that overshadowed them and the voice which obviously is of god the father saying this is my beloved son listen to him so one of the questions i like to ask myself when i'm studying the bible is to simply ask, why did God want me to hear this? Why is it so important for him to record that and for the Holy Spirit to preserve it for us? What does the transfiguration mean? These are some of the questions that I will answer in the message and maybe to uh, set a little bit of a summary at the very beginning. The transfiguration is a lot like the cross in a certain way. The cross is a very compact symbol that every Christian recognizes. And in that symbol, we see the instrument of torture and death transformed by Jesus in his life, death and resurrection, into a symbol of forgiveness and of salvation. Transfiguration is like that but it represents something a little bit different for us. Jesus on the mountain with Moses and with Elijah is showing us that Jesus is the center of the Bible and that we should listen to him and listen to him in all of that important and beautiful context. Thursday at our chapel service, Pastor Packer talked to the children about influencers There are many people that cry out, they want us to listen to them, they want to influence our lives. He stressed to the children in the chapel sermon how important it is for Jesus to be our influencer. Influencers can lead us, but where will they lead us? Do they lead us to holiness or to sin? Do they lead us to faith or to doubt? Do they lead us to life or to death? Let's talk about influencers past and present. In Jesus' day, there were some powerful influencers. One group of influencers would have been the Pharisees. We hear a lot about them in the New Testament. The Pharisees were firm in their faith and their understanding of God. And they believed that they were God's chosen people, which they certainly are. They believed that they could live a holy life and that God would reward them for that holy life. They lessened the severity of the commandments so that hatred leading up to murder was not a violation of the fifth commandment, only murder was. They taught that Lust leading up to adultery was not a sin only adultery was and in many ways they twisted and undermined the words of Moses and they often had very little interest in the words of the prophets represented in the transfiguration by Moses in the law and Elijah as the prophets especially didn't care so much about the prophets and their promises of a Messiah, and the purpose of the Messiah. This influence is still common in our day today. We see it in those who teach us that if we just have faith, then we can have health and wealth. We see it in the, I don't want to offend anybody, I just want to be a cool pastor, who promises that if you would just team up with Jesus, he will fix all your problems. There's not really that much difference in some ways between what we see in those old uh, influencers as today's influencers. Another group of influencers that the Apostle Paul especially ran into were the philosophers and the kings and the rulers of his age. These philosophers taught a lot of ideas, and they argued a lot with each other, and they wrote books, and they wrote plays. Their influence ran a kind of spectrum. On one end were those who said, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Others said learning is the key to a better life. Others said that science and government and the power that both of those bring, will cure the ills of society. These influencers, these old influencers of the New Testament era, are not that much different from today's influencers. The trinity of what I call the ungodly entertainment industry, the ungodly education industry, and the ungodly industry of government. All of them together want to influence us They all have ideas about how we should live our lives. Now, I want to answer a question, why should we listen to Jesus? Why should he be our number one influencer? But before I get to that question, another question is important because this leads to that one. And that's simply the question, how do we listen to Jesus? The voice said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Mark tells us in the ninth chapter that after six days, Jesus took Peter and James and John with him up to a high mountain. Well, what happened six days ago that he's talking about here? It was actually in one of our gospel lessons a while back. It was Jesus' discussion with his disciples at a very northernmost town of Israel called Caesarea Philippi. And it was there that Peter rightly confessed that Jesus was the Son of God and the Messiah. But Jesus, uh, Peter's understanding of the Messiah was a lot like that of the Pharisees. He expected a Messiah who would come and reward the righteous and punish all the sinners of the world. Jesus had to correct Peter in that misunderstanding. He had to correct Peter's misunderstanding of the Messiah as a glory-only Messiah to come back to the biblical Messiah of the prophets, the Messiah who was both a suffering and a glorious, glorious and glorifying Messiah. It's important that we see and recognize that because this is leading us to this next thing. How do we avoid those kinds of misunderstandings? How do we avoid uh, having the wrong influence coming to us from those who misuse the Bible? How do we listen to Jesus today? Well, I suppose all of us could take a trip and we could go to Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is where some people think the transfiguration took place. It's The northernmost part of Israel, it's the border between Israel and Syria today. On the southern slopes, the slopes that come down to Israel, there's an Israeli ski resort there. Mount Hermon is high, as as Gospels tell us. Uh, And at the very top of Mount Hermon today is a UN base camp that was built in order to keep peace between Israel and Syria after one of those Middle East Wars. I honestly don't think if you went there though, you would hear much of the voice of Jesus. Where do we hear the voice of Jesus? That's when we remember what the Transfiguration was all about. Jesus appearing with Moses and Elijah and both of them talking with Jesus tells us that Jesus is the very heart of the whole Bible. That Moses himself believed in Jesus and Elijah himself believed in Jesus. And this is what Jesus emphasizes in his ministry. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 in the Sermon on the Mount, Do not think that I have come to destroy the law and the prophets, Moses and Elijah. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. To the Pharisees said in John chapter 5, You search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. But they are they which testify unto me. And finally, just before his ascension, Jesus took the disciples and taught them that the words I have taught you in all of this ministry when I was still with you, these are the things that fulfilled what was written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the psalms concerning me so we listen to Jesus we go to our own mount of transfiguration whenever we listen to the whole bible to the law to the prophets to Jesus to the apostles underneath all of your pews in this room is a mount of transfiguration that in every way is just as glorious as what Peter and James and John saw on that mountain that day. That is how important this book is to all of us. And that's how we listen to Jesus. Martin Luther liked to say that the Bible is the cradle of Christ. We're going to open that Bible and as we read it in every page... Look to see what it tells us about Jesus. Then we will understand it. Then we will be influenced in the right way. So now we've answered the question how we listen to Jesus by listening to the whole Bible with Jesus at the center. Why? Why should we listen to Jesus? Well, the words of Moses and the words of the prophets and the words of Jesus, all of these together give a great influence upon our lives. In hearing these words, we will be saved from our own evil as well as the evil that is in this world. And not only that, God will use each of us to bring salvation to many, many other people in this life. Last week, I had a bad day. I bought a new lawnmower. Pretty, pretty big, nice but I broke it the same day. And when things like that happen, it can be a very depressing day. A day in which I said a prayer, forgive me, Lord, for being stupid. It happens. Things go wrong in this life. And there has an expression in the Bible about that in Genesis chapter 4, his face fell. And my face fell that day. When that happens to you, whatever it may be, whether it's your fault or somebody else's fault, whenever you're having one of those really, really bad days that makes us unhappy and wonder what's going on in life, it's when we need to take a step back, uh, maybe several steps back, and begin to think about what life is really all about. What's God's plan for my life? Why am I here? What does he want me to do? How has he promised to help me? It's very tempting When we are dealing with depression, when we are dealing with the sadness of things going wrong in our lives, it's very easy to blame it on someone else. It's very easy to cover it up. Somebody even told me, hey, just take it back. They'll never know. (laughs) They'll never know that you broke it. I can't do that. That would, again, be covering up my stupidity and not owning it and not accepting it and then not looking to God to help me and that's when we begin to get through these difficult days we listen to jesus because the voice of jesus tells us this there is no sin there is no mistake there is no mess up in your life that he cannot forgive that his life his death and his resurrection is the full proof and attestation of that It doesn't mean that my mower is going to be fixed by itself and everything's going to be okay, but it does mean that God takes away the knots in the stomach and God lifts the face. That Jesus, in his promises of life, forgiveness, and salvation, is the ultimate key to all our happiness in this life. And so, as you think about the influencers that are active in your life, Think about where they are leading you. Sometimes they are absolutely leading you away from God and away from God's Word and against God. At other times, they're just wasting your time, and that causes you to forget about God and not remember Him. I'm not saying you can't listen to influencers. I do all the time. But balance the good ones with the bad ones. And always, above all, always Make listening to Jesus the most important influence in your life. It is the influence that saves. I began by asking what transfiguration meant, and I answered that this is God's way to portray in our minds that Jesus is at the very heart of the Bible, and he is the fulfillment of the law, Moses, and of the prophets, Elijah, as representatives. And the whole Bible itself is our beautiful Mount of Transfiguration, where we see the glory of God and we hear the voice of Jesus. This Wednesday is Ash Wednesday and the beginning of the season of Lent. And this is always a great opportunity for us to hit some reset buttons in our life, come to church all the time, pray every day. Read God's Word every day. Think about the way you treat your spouse and your children and your parents and your friends and your co-workers. Ask God to help you live the life that He wants you to live. There's no better way to live life in this earth than that way. Tomorrow will also be Super Bowl. And included, of course, in the whole Super Bowl experience are the Super Bowl ads. I checked this out. One 30-second ad costs, I think, for just the time slot, $7 million. And I calculated that out. That's $233,000 per word, if one word takes a second. And I thought to myself, what would I say if I could say just three words to the entire world What would I say? I think I would say the same thing that Peter, James, and John basically heard on that Mount of Transfiguration. Listen to Jesus. Amen. Please rise.